Hey guys, welcome to another episode of My Violet Tendencies with me, Marvelous Matt Nix. And uh, before we jump into this week's episode, I'd just like to take a second and uh, pay my respects to uh, one of the all-time greats in the music industry, the man, the myth, the legend, the artist formerly known as Prince. And uh, many of you may or may not know that some of my character in wrestling uh, derives inspiration from from Prince. You know, every, everything from the purple that I wear to coming out to Purple Rain itself. And you know, I was just captivated by his his uh, his swagger and his mysterious demeanor. And just you know, I never really knew what what love was until I first heard Prince. <laughs> so uh, four years ago, as of yesterday, we lost that man and. You know, I think about it every now and then, and, and I thank him for, for giving my, my wrestling character a little bit of uh, lifeblood, so to speak. But this week's guest, Trip Cassidy, one of my good friends in wrestling, one of the only people I really, really consider a good friend in wrestling. Um, we sit down and we talk a little bit. He's living back in Indiana. He's not too far, but, you know, we, quarantine and all that stuff, we got to do it through Skype. Uh, but it was nice to catch up with, uh, with him, and uh, we talk a lot about wrestling. Uh, which is, I mean, I guess if you're listening to this, it's probably okay. Cause you're, if you're listening to this, you probably like wrestling. So whatever, I'm not apologizing. I'm just giving you guys a heads up. Um, but yeah, we talk a lot about, you know, how we feel about wrestling, you know, our loves and dis and, and dislikes of wrestling. And it's, uh, this is a really good episode. I think, I think, uh, if you're a young wrestler looking for advice, I think, uh, these two old men may have given you something something you could you know take and make it your own I'm not saying that we know what the fuck we're talking about because guess what we don't we pr- we pretend that we know much like everybody else we, it's you, you figure it out until you till you know but uh shout out this week to glenn miller my one and only patron hopefully by the time this airs i might have another one but uh he's the man giving me some uh some money to make this stuff happen and and guess what guys coming up soon on the patreon i'm gonna be uploading a lot more exclusive footage a lot of uh, it's honestly it's probably gonna be a lot of weird backyard wrestling shit but hey it'll be awesome i guarantee you'll like it uh and if not then uh you can punch me in the face please don't do that uh but let's jump into this week's episode me and trip cassidy your imaginary friend he won't steer you wrong because guess what friends don't lie Hope you guys like it. Thanks. So it lets you know too. It's like Snapchat nowadays. Everything, everything. Uh, they're they're like really protecting people on that kind of shit. I guess like so nobody says some ignorant shit. You can get you can screenshot them and let them know that they that you're telling on them or some shit like that. I guess just you know just tell the world everything. Share my nudes on the internet. I don't care. Yeah, like I feel like I. I don't care. Like whenever, like, I guess when people say they're like, "Oh man, the government's like logging into your shit, and they're gonna like find out like all your information and stuff like that," and I'm like, I mean, I was like, I, I don't really have anything to hide. <laughs> like, it's not like I'm, you know, doing anything illegal or some shit like that. Like, I mean, they're gonna be bored. It's gonna be a lot of wrestling and you know, weird text messages I send my girlfriend. Nothing exciting. No, I mean, I get, I get like the whole idea of like, oh, this is a, it's an invasion of privacy and stuff like that. But I'm just like, I don't care, dude. I'm like, I, I post mostly everything on. Well, I used to. I, I feel like I used to, when I was younger. I used to post way too much on social media as far as like what's going on in my normal life. Um, and I don't do that as much anymore. But 
you know, I don't care. I'm an open, I'm an open book. Yeah, I just went through and did like the polar opposite. I just deleted everything. Yeah, I saw that. Like, so, uh, so what's going on with your, uh, with your persona so so far? I saw like you, you've been posting a lot of cool like uh, photos with like different like weird backdrops and shit. And, uh, and I'm digging the beard. Like, I feel like your beard is like uh, way more full than it used to be. I'm like full on like coronavirus, uh, a train wreck, like. <laughs> it was a mess. Um, I'm trying to like everybody. Like, if you remember the the 2002, 2003, like Sean O'Hare promo style. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody used to always like. I feel like if you mentioned to any wrestler, they're like, "Oh yeah, the Sean O'Hare shit was awesome." I'm not and, telling you anything you didn't already know. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so for years and years, I've been starting off matches by telling people to trust me. And it's just like, oh, trust me. It's just this cute thing I've always done. And uh, when I started wearing face paint and being creepy, I didn't really have an idea of like, how does, what's the voice? How does this character talk? What do I do? Right. So and, and like getting a message across was so difficult because it was a weird transition. But now I like, I have a, a very like concise idea of where I'm going in the next couple months. And since I've like moved back home and, uh, it just seems like like everything's a race now. I'm very like driven towards goals, and we've had talks like that a million times about like oh yeah, <laughs> comes and goes. But right now I'm like at level a thousand. Like fuck, this, this is the perfect time to just drop everything and do whatever I want to do and come back however I want to come back. Dude, for sure. And like you you mentioned that like we talked about that like a million times, and like I don't know how many times we've had this text conversation where I'm like, dude fuck wrestling. I'm so done. I hate this shit. Like this, like just certain things where I'm like, it's just like, it's not fun anymore. Like I fucking hate it. And like, you always like see through the bullshit. You're always just like, mm, yeah, you say this every like six months and shit. And then you're like, I love it again. But that's like what we do. Like, I feel like when, when you love something so much and you're just like, I have this vision of how it's supposed to be. Or like, you know, you, you, you kind of like, when when things are different, or, or I should say not different, but like not the way things were, like when we came up, and I always sound like a fucking asshole old vet. But you're just like you're just like that's not how it used to be. It should be done this way. But like we, you got to remember that like shit's always changing, and like the shit that we were doing when we first started, like the guys above us were like, "Fuck those idiot kids! Like what the what what are they doing? What's a Canadian destroyer and shit?" But uh, I feel the same way now, where I'm like. Like right before all this shit went down, I was like, oh, I think I'm just going to take a break for like a couple months and stuff. And I told you that. And uh, lo and behold, everybody has to take a break along with me now. So <laughs> but I, I feel like I feel like I'm I'm like I'm like, man, I, I can't I'm just I'm itching to get back at it. You know, I'm itching to like, you know, try, you know, try to like actually like do shit again. And, you know, it's it sucks that everybody's like stuck inside, you know, scared to to leave their homes and stuff. But like you said, it's a good time to like just do whatever the fuck you want and like be creative and and just see what what might work, you know, when everything comes back. Yeah, I mean, I've I've told you a thousand times. I don't even know if we're we're in podcast mode or not. But oh yeah, no, we are. <laughs> not not to uh, I'm not blowing you over on your own podcast, as you know. I've told you a million times. I think you don't give yourself enough appreciation as a physical wrestler, and you spent so much time worrying about everybody else. And worrying about freelance, and worrying about making everybody else look good, and you have so much, you have exponentially more to offer people 
And you're cutting yourself short by saying that. And I totally get it. Cause like we all, everybody you talk to in the locker room, that's like of our age or our like general um, experience group. We've all got the same exact beliefs of like this and this. And that. like, there's like a, a list of things that are like, everybody feels this way, but like, fuck that. I, like I said, it's, it's, you have so much left to offer and no one's going to tell you that shit. Cause they're all selfish. Fuck that. I don't, I'm, I'm not about me and I'm going to make it whether I make it or not. And I think you 100% like have so much to show the world that you should be offering instead of fucking worrying about everybody else's shit. Well, I, I do appreciate that. And, and it's like, uh, thank you. Thank you for, for saying that. I just, I, I've always been like, not I've never been a person to like really like boast about myself like it's always been like if I am it's like almost indirectly where I'm just like I'll like I'll like tout about freelance and I'll be like this is so great like I love what we're doing and it's like indirectly I'm kind of like yeah dude our shit's awesome but like uh I was laughing uh with one of my coworkers yesterday I was like I just watched that new uh Jane Silent Bob uh reboot movie which uh, I thought was great it was fun stupid but like that's what it was going to be uh, and I laughed because like the whole movie is just like Kevin Smith, like self-deprecating himself, like almost to a point where I'm like, even I'm like, I'm like, I was like, I am very famous as, as a self-deprecator myself. And even I was like, hey, man, dial it back a little bit. Like we, we get it. Like you don't want to like brag, but I, I feel like I need to find that like that middle ground, I guess, at least where I'm like, hey, I can talk about like cool shit that I did or like I think that I'm like, OK, and not sound like an asshole saying it either, you know? I like, as you know, I, if I, if I was somebody who like bullshit people and lied and like was a fucking weirdo, I'd probably be a lot more over on the Indies. Oh I yeah. Just, same here. <laughs> like, I just don't give a shit. If I didn't like your stuff, I'd just be like, oh, I'm just not going to say anything. But you and I also, I like same as anybody, like I'll, I'll talk with Gary J all the time about like, I'm, I get exponentially more and more passionate about wrestling as the days go by. And I think, like you're saying, that passion is what drives you to be like, fuck this, I want to quit. Like, you don't really want to quit. And everybody around you knows you don't want to quit. You're just so passionate about it that, like, when you get to that level and you're so angry about something, like, you just say dumb shit. But on that same level, I, like, I watch wrestling. And if I, like, I watch so much fucking wrestling from all over the world because I'm trying to be, like, my interpretation of what Chris Hero was and, like, I, if I didn't like your stuff as much as I do, I wouldn't be touting on it so much. Like the guys that I, I like, I really, really like, and I talk really highly of the people I don't like. I talk a lot of shit and I gladly do it to their face. Cause I'm super confrontational. And that's probably my biggest. <laughs> that's funny. Like, um, dude, like it is funny. Cause I'm, I'm like the opposite. I'm like the most like non-confrontational. Like I hate it. And, uh, like specifically like at, at freelance shows like i have uh like egos helping me like book the shows now and he's doing a, such a great job like i'm i'm like man just talking with him for like 10 minutes about like oh like i'm kind of thinking about doing this and this like what do you like what would you do like what are your what are your thoughts on this and he would just be like well he's like if it's this person or this person this is what i would do and he like would just write out like a six month six month program for that thing and just be like this happens here and here and here and i'm just like holy shit dude i was like how are you so much better at this than i am like it's crazy. So I'm I'm so happy to have him helping me. But like he'll he'll say something like this person like went over their time. You need to fucking yell at them and tell them this. And I'm just like, okay. So and then I'll go up to person and be like, 
hey man, like match was good, but like you went over on your time and like it's it's getting I'm getting better at that. Like I, I've had to like actually like reprimand people for like doing shit and it sucks. I hate having to be the bad guy, but like and being confrontational. Like it's just my my like social anxieties of like just kind of like causing confrontation. It's just like, oh shit. Even like making phone calls sometimes, I'm like, dude, I can't I can't make a phone call like to somebody I don't know. Or like a cold call. Like let's say like I just called you for no reason. Like just to say, hey, I could never do that. <laughs> like <laughs> I could never just call somebody and be like, hey, how's it going? Like well, it's got to be set up. I think that's over. I don't think anybody calls anybody for any reason anymore. <laughs> I think it's over. Uh, James calls me all the time. James Russo. Oh, yeah. But I like when he calls me though because he'll call me for like no reason and then we'll talk on the phone for like an hour about just like random shit. And I'm like, damn, I miss talking on the phone. But I hate like making the call. You know, it's weird. I'm I'm weird when that comes to shit like that. Yeah, Kimberly used to be that way where it's like it's only one way or the other. Either he'll call me and it'll be 15 seconds of him just yelling information at me, and then he'll hang up, and I never said a word. Or it's <laughs> six hours long. Like, oh, all right. I guess because I can't just like like I went and saw Josh Crane for the first time in like months and months yesterday, and uh, we sat in his garage. And talk for seven hours straight. Damn. Like, oh, that's, that's insane. I'm like, I gotta go. Fuck, you guys should have podcasted. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are, you said you've been watching about a lot of wrestling. What have you been watching lately? What's uh what's some stuff that's been on the queue? Uh I watch real strange stuff. Um a lot like a lot of Salsero. No, no Salsero lately. <laughs> <laughs> Find Salsero. There's guys that are like popular big lucha names that I can't even find shit. Like I was looking for El Fantasma stuff and it's so hard to find anything. Because Lucha's so like it's like, oh, you, there's like a six man and it's like shot from a cell phone camp. Well, yeah. not some fan like 50 rows back. It's so hard to find. But uh a lot of stardom. I'm I'm big on like watching that or like old all Japan Joshi stuff. The lady stuff, yeah. yeah. And then, like, um, I had a conversation with somebody recently that led me to, like, back down the Dragon Gate hole. Because oh, it's so shit. weird. Yeah, like, other than Shingo and, like, Shima's doing the stuff with uh, with uh, Oriental Wrestling, like, it just seems like we, you and I, especially coming up, like, when we were first started wrestling, like, Dragon Gate USA was so hot. Yeah. And Dragon Gate was hot. And then it just, like, disappeared into the ether. So I'm like... I got like, what's going on over there? Is it still running? Like, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, it like disappeared, and it's it was so weird because like, our, I was talking about this with like some of the the students at the freelance academy like uh, a couple months ago, like not not too long ago, but we were talking about uh, like wrestling, and I was like, I was like, it's kind of crazy to think that like the current style of indie wrestling is basically it's all Dragon Gate's fault <laughs> because. At that time, like Dragon Gate, which was like the mixture of like Japanese and like Lucha Libre style, uh, when that came to the United States, I guess for the first first ish time was like around when Ring of Honor was doing those like big like Dragon Gate six man tags on on some shows here and there, and that style I think just kind of transitioned into becoming the quote unquote PWG style because a lot of those Dragon Gate guys were working PWG shows too, and then like that just became like the, the I guess the norm. And then people would call it the PWG style, which kind of like is stupid. But like I get it. Like I understand like where where you're coming from. It's like that that high impact, high intensity, like a uh, lot of super kick indie indie wrestling style. And 
And it kind of like changed wrestling in, in a sense because when it trickles down, it was like all those guys underneath like in the, in, you know, on other independents and like lower level independents that were just like, I need to do those moves that I'm seeing on these PWG like music videos in order to get to that level. And, uh, and it, for a while, I think it kind of like it, it was kind of it kind of sucked because everybody was doing like so much dumb shit. And it was a lot of people trying to do shit that they couldn't physically do. But I think right about now we've kind of leveled off, and I think people are like, uh, once like the UK shit started getting really popular, then a lot of people were like, oh, I want to learn how to do wrestling holds and like do actual chain wrestling. And now it's like this weird hybrid of like lucha and like and holds and shit. And it, I think it's awesome because like that's what wrestling's always been is like this weird melting pot, especially in the United States as far as like people's styles and stuff. It's just like everybody's coming into one. Yeah, it's so weird that like, um, like, I, we I went back and watched like Nigel and uh, and Danielson, and you like watch stuff like that, and you're just like that style doesn't really exist anymore. Like it's it's harder to find like a American heavyweight style of of match than it is to find like what you would see on the lower card of like a New Japan show, which is what you would see eight out of eleven matches on like a <laughs> card now. So weird. Yeah. Like I remember, like every, on shows that we were on, like everybody was doing, like you said, everybody's doing the Dragon Gate Run Spa, and everybody's doing like everyone wants to do the fucking the Pentagon Junior Shingo Driver, and like yeah, it's like it's really cool that throughout the course of our career, we've been spoiled. We talk about this a lot too. Like we're so spoiled that we've been like offshoot, involved and around, uh, like the like you're saying the the passing of time and the way that wrestling has evolved you, we can watch it in real time like we yeah. were buddies with mark and pete dunn and them like when they were like us and they were just like let's do cool shit on shows and now you're like wow you guys like developed a whole culture of what we do in wrestling now it's crazy yeah. dude it's so weird to think about that too and like and like you said we've been we've been we've been around for so long like <laughs> we've, we've we've been wrestling for like 10 years right about about 10 years i think we started like damn near at the same time um i think like i feel like that so my first my first official pro match was on that it was a, uh, extreme something wrestling in michigan yeah and it was my match. that was your third match that was that was my first match i wrestled castro on that show and i think that might have been the first time we met like in person and i think we were friends on like myspace and shit before that which is weird because like i don't remember specifically like that like like when we first used to talk, I just remember meeting you in person and and just being like, "What's up, dude?" Like we like we knew each other for fucking ever, and uh, and here we are ten ten years later, still like still pre- uh, being pretty good friends. What? Yeah, uh, it, oh, go, go ahead. I feel like that's how a lot of wrestling is going to be forever now, like because of social media. Like that was the the bare minimum of social media, so it's like weird that we even found that. But now like. I, I've never been on a single show with RJ City, and I like randomly ran into him at a Starbucks in Orlando, Florida. Like, hey, I fucking know you. Like, <laughs> I fucking know you. That's so funny. Yeah, there's so many kid like kids nowadays that like, like with with Twitter and shit. Like, Twitter Twitter's been like the best and the worst thing for wrestling, and and like I've talked about this before with it like being like you know, with being so connected with everything and you like, you know, like some, some random show like in Indiana where like, maybe there's 20 people there and, but like two guys will go out there and fucking kill it. And like, everyone would be like, yeah, that match was sick. And, but like, nobody would see it. 
nowadays, like everything's like t- clips on Twitter and shit like that. So like guys that aren't necessarily getting that exposure, uh, like where they would be working like a bigger show are now getting that exposure because it's like uh, with Twitter and Instagram and all this shit, you could just share it out there immediately. Uh, on the f- other side of that, that's also kind of been like the bad part about it where like you there's a lot of shit being shared that probably shouldn't be shared like it's just it's like hey like that spot was cool in theory but like maybe post it when you hit it clean or like you know you know what i mean but like people won't ever like say that it's always like oh dude that was sick like you're the greatest you should be on every show now and like and i and i don't i'm not hating on that because like hey that's just that's just the hustle nowadays is like you get your you get your clout you get your buzz any way you can um but i just feel like it, a lot more people would make better first impressions if the first impression wasn't like something like weird and sloppy on Twitter. Yeah, it's a hundred percent like a double-edged sword because there's so like my brother, for example, is like he just started wrestling. He's like eight matches in, mm-hmm. but he for my shows and he wrestled Gary J. And like in in our time, in our time, like old people, like that would have been a cool match and it would have helped him for one promotion and it would have helped him and he would have gotten a bunch more of those before he got any hype. But now like he's eight matches in and everybody on IWTV saw that shit. And now, so he's got all this pressure of like, Oh, <laughs> you should, like I'm not good. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Gary J's really good. Like it's just like, it's, it's weird. It's good that he has that mentality. Cause a lot of people fucking don't like, you know, a lot of people will, We'll get that, and they'll see all the people tweeting about them while something's live on IWTV, and then they'll be like, "I'm the shit now. Book me everywhere." Blah. Yeah, he's level-headed enough to be like, "No, no, 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 that's not it." Well, that's good. I mean, and yeah, it's it does suck too because like, there's definitely people that like once they start getting a little bit of like exposure or just buzz online and stuff, then it goes straight to their head, and then then they become shitheads, and then they're just like, I mean, I'm sure like. I mean, I, I you can't see it on your own side, but I'm sure like people saw like my success with like freelance and stuff, and they're like, ah, oh, he's guy's such a fucking dickhead now, and you know it happens. You know, it, it's you can't always please everybody, but um, yeah, you it's know. terrible. Like I, I'm sure there's been a thousand times where you've like off-puttingly offended somebody without even knowing that you're offending them. Always, I feel like that's constantly. I, there's so many times that like. That I want to tweet something where I like I'll just be like oh, I just want to tweet this, and then I, I think about it. I'm like, oh, but somebody's gonna complain and someone's gonna say something, and I'm just like, and like re- recently I've been bless you I've been wanting to uh, like re- like with with everything that's been going on like people are out of work people can't you know people aren't wrestling, um, and that's in and I see people like trying to make money in any way they can and that's great I I totally respect that and I you know and I. I sympathize, uh, but like seeing people online just kind of like basically begging for money, I'm just like, dude, don't beg for money. Like, make make some sweet merch. Do like make content. Make a do a podcast. Do do make videos. Something like that. Like, give something to somebody to you know give to get money. Don't just be like, oh, I need money. Here's my here's my like cash app or some shit like that. And like. Send me money for no reason. I just, I, I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, we're, we're better than that. We don't need to like beg for money. Shit, stupid. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, like, yeah, like you said, I, I totally get it. Like, people are struggling for whatever, but at the same time, that is part of the downside of Twitter is that like everyone thinks that everything they do is validated and has to be, and like emotions are very um, driven by what you see scrolling through the internet. 
Like, I don't even, like, I don't ever scroll through my feed or anything. And I feel bad because, like, maybe I'd be more popular if I fucking did this thing or whatever. But, like, it's not worth it. I think, like, a lot of that's forgot. Like, Warhorse is fantastic and Danhausen is fantastic. Those guys, like, bust their ass to put out content. And if I do look at anything on Twitter, I'm like, you put out a fucking promo every single day. That's really cool. You that's work all really I see. Hard. Yeah. And that's, that's, there's nothing bad about that at all. Like, that's, I'm, I, I respect that so much and you're going to benefit from that, but I don't think that's the only avenue to be a thing. And there are a lot of people that like you're saying are like struggling to be that thing. Cause I think it's the only way right now. And so yeah. they're like, I got to pretend to be this guy. And it's just like, it's so fucking beggy. Like it's hard to watch. Yeah. There's a, it's, there's a, definitely a lot of cringy like posts. And I saw like, I know I saw like somebody, uh, I think it was Ricky, Ricky Shane page posted something where he was like, uh, guys, you don't have to tweet like every day or just like everything doesn't have to be like a thing. Like just, chill and i'm like dude that's totally and i and i and i worried because i was like oh man am i am i posting too much stuff like i'm trying to like plug my podcast and shit like that and i'm just i get paranoid when i see people posting shit like that but but I, i'm sure it's more directed towards like just people that are just trying to like st- say stupid shit online to kind of like just make one of their tweets go viral or something i don't know everybody's like thirsty for attention right now and uh and it's been funny to see this trend on, on wrestling Twitter, just kind of like, like a, a wave where everyone, like at the beginning of this uh, quarantine, everybody was like super positive and just like, yeah, guys, like we're going to get through this. It's awesome. And then it like turned into negativity and everyone's just like, fuck you and your shit is bad. And, the blah, 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 blah. and then now everybody's as horny as fuck, just posting like, like underwear selfies. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on, guys? Like, let's, let's chill out for a second. <laughs> i'm very like easily irritable by anything and i just get anytime i do th- scroll through something i just block so many people it's so easy to block everyone oh man yeah I, i've i've recently um so i've never been like a, a muter like everybody like talks about like oh just mute people and i'm like ah uh, i don't know i don't want to miss shit you know i don't want to like, in case it's something important but now I'm just like, fuck it, dude. Like, there's so many people that, like, I'm not going to, like, unfollow people or, or, like, maybe not block them yet. But, like, just, I'm like, if you if they tweet too much or if the, if the shit that they're saying, if I'm reading it and I go, and it makes me sigh when I read it, I just, I just mute them. Because I'm just like, I can't, I just can't with some people. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm innocent from that. I'm sure that, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll be drunk tweeting, like, during, uh, watching some IWTV matches or something. And, uh, and I've tweeted some dumb shit. But I'm sure people are like looking at that and be like, "God damn, what the fuck is this guy doing?" <laughs> yeah, that's a hassle. It, uh, like, a lot of it is too is like, so like narrative is like a big thing with people because mm-hmm. it's like those word now where people are like, "Oh, like I have to create my narrative." It's the same as like when we were kids and we're like taught like wrestling psychology, and then you're like, you define it your own way, and then. 10 years later, you look back and you're like, you're fucking dumb. You had no clue. <laughs> Same thing applies. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people that think like, they're like, I, this is my narrative. I'm this guy. And you're like, no, you don't fucking know what that means. Like one day you will. And you're going to look back on your old tweets and feel like an idiot. for it. But, Dude, it's so, it's so funny to think about that too. Like, uh, the, like the narrative and stuff. And, uh, you know, it, you, you try to like, especially in today's, today's like, you know, culture, like 
be, playing a character is kind of really hard. And you look at guys like Dan Housen and, and, and Warhorse and, um, you know, Dan the Dad. Like, they're, those are all great, like, characters that, like, they're, they're able to, to basically d- disconnect, like, from, like, real-life person to, like, this character and stuff. And I, and I feel like a lot of people are, are missing that. Which is, and it's not, like a, it's not like, oh, like, to be a successful wrestler, you have to have this character. Like, that's clearly not the case. But, I mean, right. if you want to stand out or if you want to, like, you know, have longevity, you know, it's, it's good to have some sort of character. And I think a lot of people are, like, are, are starting to figure that out. Because I feel like in the last couple years, it's always been like, I always, I always use like Stevie as my example. Like Stevie was like a thousand percent like character driven and a lot of his stuff he was doing. And he was always just like, this is how I'm going to do it. And I don't want to deviate from it. I don't want to be like an indie guy. This is who I want to be. And I feel like if he would have just stuck with it and just stayed around, like right now he would probably be having a lot of success because like, that's what people want to see. They want to be entertained and they want to see like character shit. And, uh, and not not like a million moves per second, when, and that's not bad either. Like I'm not I'm not shitting on that either. Like th- there's always there's there's definitely a need for that on a show, but there's like every match doesn't need to be that exact same match. Right. I think like um, it, the downside of that is like those guys, like you said, those guys are like a, a, a an almost disconnect where like there's not a lot of. Um, your own personality into the character and it's very like this is a character as opposed to a person that like like i said like the people that think that that's the route to go and then they're like failing miserably it's just, you're not you're not that <laughs> if it comes naturally to you that's what like the thing i'm doing can be misconstrued as a character but it's all just like especially right now i'm very like oh i'm gonna, I, i'm i'm going to be an anime villain that is like a little bit of this and a little bit of that, like doing lucha shit as not like narrative is uh I'm gonna do a six one nine because I like Rey Mysterio. Like it doesn't have to do it doesn't have to be like so um so strict and so like to a point, but that again, like everyone's success is dictated by whatever comes next. So if like you said about Stevie, like being the cool moves guy can be the fucking thing tomorrow. Like don't, if you're the cool moves guy and you don't really have a personality, don't like start painting your face and pretend that you're like Warhorse 2.0 because you think that Warhorse is successful for only that reason. Like, no, that dude fucking has grinded it out. And yeah. has made part of this thing the same way anybody else has like shit doesn't just come to you. And if it does, like that's fantastic. Like guys like MJF, like the thing that he knew he wanted to be right out the gate worked for him and that doesn't work for everybody else but you'll never know if, if if mjf was to be like oh well this promoter doesn't like that i'm this guy so i guess i'm gonna drop my whole thing and start being fucking canadian destroyer guy he never would have gotten where he is or vice versa dan Housen was gonna be a moves guy like and he wasn't gonna so many people i've talked to dan hasn't had that conversation so many people were like stop smiling like you're supposed to be creepy don't be don't be this and he's like oh well i'm gonna turn it up a thousand percent the other direction and look what's done even even more creepier that way (laughs) yeah and and there's nothing i hate more um than like dudes that are like this is my character and like they do like promo like promo voice 
this is my guy and I'm going to come out there and I'm going to kill you dead. And, and then like they go out there and wrestle and they're just like, come on guys, like doing like fucking weird wrestling. It's like, if you're going to do that character, then wrestle how that character would be. But I love this just turned into like us telling, this is how you should be a wrestler. We're so uh, old. We're I know. So... God damn. What else have you been doing? Uh, well, how is, how's quarantine life been treating you? Um, other than moving back to Indiana, like I'm just waiting to like get back to life, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's not that much drastically different. Like it sucks not having gyms open yeah, and having wrestling, but I'm, I'm like, when I'm at home, I'm very like, Oh, I just want to sit in my quiet dark room and like watch anime or watch old Lucha Libre anyways. So it hasn't been too drastically different. Yeah, I was saying that too uh, with uh, with one of my coworkers. I was like, "Man, is it bad that like this quarantine? Like, not a whole lot has changed in my life, other than like, because like we're we're still able to work. Like, we're still working here at at, at Pro Wrestling Tees uh, because T-shirts are apparently a uh, essential business. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue. Like, hey, I, I got bills I got to pay, so I'm I'm coming in. Um, but like, so we're still coming in and working. Um, you know, I go home and hang out with my girlfriend. The only thing that's really different is like obviously like all the shit like going to the store is like weird now and uh, you know everything everything is closed and you know but like realistically I'm just like man all I really all I really want to do like regardless of like if I have shit to do or if I got to go do this I got to go to the gym all this stuff it's like all I really want to do is just come home hang out on the couch and play video games or like hang out with my girlfriend you know that's that's all I really want to do so like with this quarantine shit it's just like all right well. It's just a slight, slight inconvenience to my life. But other than that, it's everything's pretty much the same. Now I just don't have to make excuses why I don't want to hang out with people. Exactly, hundred percent. We were just talking about the other day, like the irony of like, especially while I was in Orlando. But even now, like we're still three hours away. But you're one of the few people that I would like sit and actually hang out with. And we have no reason to sit and hang out. So we're doing a podcast to pretend we can hang out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, and like it's funny because like doing the podcast like this, like I just I just did one with Effie uh, last week, and and it's like for one, it's it's cool to like it, you can actually see somebody like and you're like sitting there talking with us, like it, it feels like you're in the room with me, and uh, and like with the the audio with it, like it, the audio sounds great, so I'm just like fuck it, man, I'm just gonna start doing because I was worried, I was like, man, I'm not gonna have like enough shit to fucking post like i did i did an episode with my girlfriend and that was fun but like we were both like kind of drunk when we did it and so i was like i never want to listen back to this thing ever again um but now now doing it like this like is has been pretty fun like i'm sitting here i got my own my own office here at pro wrestling tees uh it's pretty pretty sweet (laughs) i laugh because like one of my coworkers, i was like i was like leaving uh work i'm like all right i gotta go down there to, to record in my office and he goes oh your office and I'm like, yeah. I was like, you get. I was like, when you get to be a big shot like me, you get an office. And he just like rolled his eyes. And I'm like, yep, yep. I'm that guy now. Whatever, be that guy. Fuck it, be that guy. <laughs> I'm so I'm like, that guy. I tried to not like. There's there. I, it's it's one side or the other. Like there's the part of me that's like super humble and like I don't deserve anything. And we've been very blessed. There's the other part of me that's so driven by spite. Any success, I'm like, dude, I fucking deserve that shit. <laughs> dude, I feel that too sometimes. Where I'm like, oh, like, you, like you just like literally, like you said, driven by spite. 
Uh, and sometimes it's to spite yourself. Like I, I try to like out of spite to myself where I'll be like, oh, I could never do that. And then I'm like, fuck you. Like, yeah, you can like do this thing. And then you're just like, oh, shit. That it sucks. Though. Like yesterday we were moving, a, moving a couch around like in, in this building. And uh, we it was so fucking hard to get it like through the hallways and shit. And then we almost got it into the room and it was like it didn't fit through the doorway. Uh, and I was just like, damn, that was like the most defeating feeling ever. And I was like, fuck, man, like we're trying to fit it. And I was like, the couch was about to break. And I'm like, yeah, this shit ain't going to happen, guys. Sorry. It wasn't my couch, though. So whatever. Oh, <laughs> I look at the, like, even when you hit me up about this, I was just like, I'm not, I feel like a lot of like podcasting, which is why I don't listen to very many wrestling podcasts at all, because I feel like, again, it comes down to the Twitter thing of people are like, go into it with this mindset of like, I gotta be, I gotta be this thing, and I gotta say this and this, so people think this way about me. Like, I'm 100 just assuming that no one's listening to this, and it's just oh, you yeah. and I for us. <laughs> well, I know for a fact I have at least two listeners because I have one one guy uh, signed up as uh, as my I have, I have one patron, and uh, and actually I'll give I'll give him a shout out right now because it's, that's that's one of the things he signed up for is. Uh, is a is a shout out every week on the show. So a shout out to Glenn Smith for being my patron. Uh, hopefully by the time this airs, you'll still be my patron. Hell yeah, Glenn. Hell yeah, dude. And it's so funny because I'm like, I started a Patreon just just for like shits and giggles. I'm like, all right, I don't necess- I don't need this money right now. But you know, it'd be fun to like, you know, if I could monetize some of this at least. But I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna post on there. So I I'm literally just like I started just by uploading a bunch of my old backyard wrestling matches on there. And I'm just like, here you go, man. Like, <laughs> watch, watch me wrestle Chris Castle. And, awesome. Uh, oh, Chris Castle. Dude, I, I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna get him on this show because I haven't, I literally have not seen or talked to him in like probably like five or six years. But like at the when I when I knew him, knew him like before, like he he even started training. Like when we used to yard together, he was like one of my best friends at that time, and uh, we we had a when we first met, it was like when we did it, we did our, our, our big backyard show. It was called Global Domination, June of 2009. Um, and we we did, it was basically four, ma- four shows in two days. And uh, we rented Merle's fucking ring and we had a big ass show out in the, the park by my house. And uh, at that next weekend after that, that was like the first time we met any of those kids, like all the, all the backyard kids. Uh, and it was the first time we'd all had met each other. And we, so the next weekend we went to their, to their, their place in, in, uh, Anderson, Indiana, we wrestled with, uh, with Devin bliss and, and Chris castle and, uh, God, who else was there? Uh, the pen name. Um, but we, I wrestled Chris castle on that show and like, we just fucking like, and it's so funny watching it back because I'm like, I remember at the time I was like, dude, we fucking killed it. And I watched it back. <laughs> And I was like, dude, this is so bad. But like, you can tell, like, you could tell by the way we're doing the moves that we that we be- we believe that they're good. And I'm like, all right, that's that's all right. And uh, and then so like we we had that match, and then like two two years later, whatever, 2011 was uh, was my my last backyard wrestling match. I don't know. I keep doing this. I just backyard wrestling match. Um, and uh, I was like, dude, the last match I want to have, I was like, I want to have it with with Castle. I was like, because we had such a good match that one time, and I was just like, it meant a lot. I was like, it meant a lot to me that that would be my last backyard match. 
And uh, so we hosted like this big show at uh, at Olson's house, and uh, we was just it was supposed to be called uh, Backyard Fest Eleven, but and everything ended up going terrible, and it rained, and like people no showed, uh, so the show was renamed Backyard Fist Two Thousand Eleven because it felt like we were being fisted in the ass. Um, but no, we had this crazy, like crazy good match um, at the time. Thought it was, but um that's that is also what is up on the thing there so my last back here wrestling match if you want to watch it go, not you specifically i can send it to you if you want to see it. i got a music video made um but uh the, the full match i think is up on my patreon if you want to go check it out it's it's cheap send me your pennies yeah i'm such so like you're saying about patreon and like extra money and all that i'm the worst fucking business person and the worst with money imaginable oh hey like, me too. <laughs> Look who you're talking to. So with the Bizarro stuff and all that, like obviously there's IWTV money and then there's sponsorship money and there's all these streams of income. And if I was like a grown up adult and knew how to manage my money, it'd be great. And I could like make a living off of my own bookings mixed with that. I have no clue. Like I'll just randomly get like a $500 check from somewhere on my PayPal and be like, whoa, I have money somehow. <laughs> It just disappears the next day. Like, oh, where the fuck? Did that? Oh, I bought five new masks for wacky characters. Like, oh shit, that's a lot. <laughs> Dude, I feel that too sometimes. And like, it took me so long. It took me until like this year, uh, or like 2019, 2020. It took me till like now to like actually kind of be like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be done. This is how you have to do things. And like, Lo and behold, it it started like you know working as far as like money that was coming in is it stays there instead of like fucking fucking off somewhere. But that's, uh, that's the hard part, though. It's the hard part. Um, but yeah, like so fucking you run Bizarro Lucha, like you 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 and you and Shotzi together. Uh, as far as I know, I think I don't know. I don't know how much how involved she is anymore. Um, I mean, when she was just kind of like um, she was very like uh if i have some dumb idea because like uh any the same as you going through ego like i book all the stuff and all of it's my thing but i need somebody to be like yo is this too fucking much is this too crazy or too wacky so somebody <laughs> somebody to be like uh no this is cool this is not like there was a character i had last year at bizarro that i was like invested i was like this will be really cool and no one was into it so i just axed it axed it but we're uh i'm sure we had this conversation before but like so with bizarre lucha like what what like what was your idea as far as like 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 because the one that the one advice i've given everybody as far as like when people are like uh, what's the best advice you can give somebody who's starting a wrestling company i would always just say don't (laughs) like don't do it because it's the most pain in the ass thing you'll ever do it's the big it's it's such a stressful thing in your life because it's it's so much it's it's money that you have to like be responsible for but also you're responsible for all these you know x amount of adults and i'll use the quotes for for that one adults that that are like you know you know what what about this what about this you have people fucking da, 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 everywhere like you just hit you up and it's it's such a it's such a dumb thing <laughs> but uh show day everyone loses all common sense and you get like 50 of the stupidest questions right you're like what do you mean how do you fu- how do you wipe your ass how do you function as an adult and brush your teeth in the morning 
You're asking me these stupid questions right now. Dude, yeah. Um, so yeah, what was like what was your what was your motivation, I should say, as to, as as to why Bizarre Lucha uh would come into existence? So people like it's nice that people just assume that I have no experience in any of this stuff and that they're just like, oh yeah, Bizarre Lucha was just the first project he ever had. He knows what he's doing, like, which is absolutely not true. Like, um, so Billy Rock ran shows for and a number of years between different projects, like the School of Rock projects themselves and Ring mm-hmm. of Champions, like all his different <coughs> student shows. He didn't want any of that responsibility. Like he was like, I will put on the shows, but you have to book the card and get shit together. Like he was the grown adult just overseeing all and he let me do the fun shit, which was nice. But that's that was like where I really like put booking together. And then there was wrestling his heart, which like Mike Quackenbush was running a series of promotions all over the country. Yeah. And he can't do everything, you know? So like um a lot of that was while he was doing wrestling's heart. He would book his stuff. And Billy was like, you, you work with quack on booking what you think we should run. And quack will tell us what he's doing and we'll mesh it together. So I got to learn from quack directly, like how to book certain things. I picked up every little bit of information along the way. And like the actual product of bizarre itself came from, um, there's nothing in Indianapolis, which is crazy. They're for years. Not since IPW. Yeah. And like, you know, like Chicago's got like a hot scene and Indianapolis ain't that far away. Like, so Shotzi was the first person to be like, why isn't there like super hipster wrestling in Indianapolis? Like there's like a downtown scene of people that would love that shit. And I like anything that's happened has been like a vague idea of like, maybe we'll like do some wacky shit in a bar that people will enjoy. And luckily it's paid off really well. Like, <laughs> Somebody happened like some dude that I knew from a band was like, Hey, my brother has this venue and uh, wrestling would be really cool there. And Shotzi was just like, well, you should stop being a pussy and run a wrestling show. And I was like, All right, <laughs> I'll be the guy then. And uh, yeah, so it just happened. And sincerely, like all of it, every, every time anybody understands any storyline or any wacky character, I'm like blown away. Cause I only do the shit for myself really like the pop me. It's just like, it's Marvel and animal. It's just like, what little wacky thing can I pick up from a cartoon? And I'm like, let's turn that into a wrestling thing. And people get it. Dude, it's awesome too. Because like, I'll, I'll always like, when I explain it to people, I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to be our bizarre Lucha. And then someone's like, who's what's that place? And I'm like, Oh, it's basically like a more uh, slightly, it's like a teenage version of Chikara. Cause it's not necessarily like adult. It, it can be sometimes, but uh, but I would say it's like it's like when Chikara grew up and became a teenager, a rebellious teenager. It's just yeah. uh, like South Park. Around. Yeah, like South, South Park. Like just a bunch of nerds fucking throwing toilet paper and using the f word a bunch. <laughs> Dude, and it's 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 literally like, well, since you're like one of the only people that book me, uh, it's it is literally though my like one of my favorite places to to wrestle. If not, it's probably more fun for me to wrestle on one of your shows than it is for one of mine because <laughs> because for mine I have like a, a ton of other shit going on in, in my head, but also like I don't necessarily put myself in like desirable spots on my own shows, and uh, so you know it, it is fun when I get to you know I get to have a, a random singles match sometimes somewhere and 
And I still, to this day, I'll, 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 you know, I'll say like my match that I had with Shotzi is probably, probably my favorite match that I've ever had. Like, I, I just feel like we, we had pretty good chemistry and, you know, she's awesome and she's over as fuck. So like, I literally had to do nothing to get heat. Uh, but I still sang during the match, <laughs> which was awesome. I love all that stuff. And like, even this, so like her whole thing is just wanting to like, uh, her her concept for what she wanted to do through the whole year was like she wants to be the ace of the show and she wants to like have the best matches she can with everybody and she had always wanted to wrestle you she was like well I don't know like uh, they don't really know Nick's here and I don't I don't know like are are they gonna be into it of course they are because they don't give a shit if they know you or not you're you don't give yourself any credit but. You're so good at being one way or the other. You're a very, very likable person, right out the gate. <laughs> you can be, you can be the fucking Miz and be like the most irritating person. Like when you sang in the middle of the match, everybody's like, "Oh, fuck, Matt Nick." <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy watching you as a fan watching wrestling. That's why people don't understand. Like, I'm sure. So for the the few wrestlers that probably will watch this, because more wrestlers watch this shit than fans. Happen to think that I book Matt Nix because he's just my buddy, or vice versa, that I work freelance shows just because we're buddies. Fuck you, because uh, I'm just a big fan of your shit. And there's a lot of guys that, um, that if you have some kind of like status anxiety and you're like, I gotta book this guy so I can get over with, I don't fucking book anybody to get over with anyone ever. Otherwise, like, I would be booking the same fucking people that everyone books, <laughs> like, uh. I'll, I'll, for the sake of the, the plug, in case he hears this, because he might hear this, he's a fucking nerd. Uh, Dakota Hungerford is like my favorite fucking character ever. And he has no clue why. And he doesn't like really wrestle anywhere. And there's not really a lot to go off of. I just see him and I'm like, yo, I get what you are 1000 fucking percent. It's awesome. He's so like unintentionally funny. Like, I'm- like when just talking to him in the locker room, he's, he's just, he, he's young in wrestling and like, you know, you're, when you're young in wrestling, you're afraid to just say something stupid in the locker room and just get heat for no reason. And he'll just like, just watching him just be like, oh, hey guys, like, how's it going? Like, like he's just so, like, so nervous and stuff. And I'm just like, I remember being that way. And it's so funny to see it like from another perspective. And I'm just like, dude, just chill. Like, you're cool. Like, yeah, it's really worry. cute. Yeah. <laughs> but there's all kinds of people like that. Like, I don't know. Like, um, so the the first ever Bizarro show, um, the main event was Calvin Tankman and MJF, and people are like, "Oh yeah!" Like in hindsight, you could look at it and be like, "Oh, MJF is like a he's like a name guy and blah blah." Like Max was sleeping on my couch. Yeah, he like, was local at that time. I didn't book him because uh, he's like a big name guy. I booked him because the story is like broke ghetto hustling Calvin Tankman who like has to take care of his family versus rich obnoxious white kid like the story is the perfect it's the perfect like if I'm gonna run one show that's the story you tell you know it's, it's simple I don't know no one I've ever booked has been like for any kind of political reason and I'm sure that like the same thing like anybody on IWTV or anybody with a show that they think is like relatively cool that people want to get booked on. Yes, everybody wants to get booked everywhere, and that's fucking great. But like, if if you're not a value to me, I don't care if you're my best. There, fact, hundred percent fact. There are people that are my best friends that get irritated with me and try and get mad at me because I don't book them. But like, 
fuck, man, I'm, I give you a thousand opportunities to come up with some wacky character or some reason I should book you. To give me a storyline or something. I don't fucking care. Just make me one dollar for me to give you so I don't feel bad about booking you so other people have no spot. Dude, yeah. And, and it's also like, like for me, it's like, man, like I wish I could book everybody. Like I wish I could book like everyone because like, you know, I, I, there's so many people that I'm like, dude, this guy's dope. This guy's dope. And, and I know I'm like, I'm the worst. I'm the absolute worst when it comes to being like, yo, dude, hit me up. I totally need to get you on a show. And then like they will. And I'll be like, oh yeah. Like, uh, and I, and I always put myself in a bad position, a lot of foot in mouth because like, I'll be like, yeah, let's do it. And then I'll look and I'll be like, oh shit. Well, I have this card already filled this card already filled. Well, maybe like this month and then like I'll forget and then we'll come to that month when I would have had a, a spot and then I booked it already and then they hit me up and I'm like oh fuck I totally forgot that I said that and it, it just it happens way too often which is another reason why I have somebody helping me with the booking so that doesn't happen um, but yeah no like it but a lot of people don't understand that like where I'll be like okay well we have our people that like are over as fuck in our show and then I have other people that are like our semi-regulars that we sprinkle in. It's like I very, I really don't have like a whole lot of like room for just like people sometimes. And it's like it sucks because it's like I want to give more people opportunities, but it's like it's a, it's a, it's a business, you know. You're you're the show, you know. You can't, you know. Nobody wants to sit through like a ten hour sh- a ten hour show with like fucking sixteen matches and shit. Like you got to keep it tight. You know, people get tired and. You know, it sucks that like you people, especially with wrestlers, we all we we all have the thinnest skin. Like no matter what like anybody says, like we're all like big babies, and you know we get fucking offended or like our feelings hurt like on everything. And if you say that if you if you're listening to this and you th- don't think that's you, then you're a liar because a hundred percent everybody's that way. Uh, but it's just that's the way life is sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but like the. It goes totally both ways. Like the, the ego of people is so crazy that they think like, oh, I should be booked on everything all the time. But then there's like, you're living proof that like sometimes I, I if if you're if you're a wrestler watching this and we're continuing, this is the Matt Nixon trip Kennedy advice hour. I'm gonna tell you the people that you enjoy that are your friends. Stop thinking that they're taking a fucking spot from you and stop being so stingy and being like, Oh, I, I don't want to say good things about my friend because I should be in that spot. Fuck that. Sometimes your friend deserves it more than you do. And you should tell them they fucking deserve it. Like dude, base Perry a million miles, you know, to, to the fucking moon. Cause I think he's awesome. And I think he deserves positions. And I think everybody that's in their spots do. I don't, I don't run a wrestling show for me. I run it for my buddies who I think really fucking deserve spots. And like, Again, case in point, I'm not, I don't blow you up because it's your podcast. I've told you for years, I think you're fucking great. And I think people need to tell you that. And I think too many people, one, are afraid to tell you that because they're afraid of their status anxiety in wrestling because everybody, like you said, has thin fucking skin. Or two, people feel like either one, they feel like they're going to, they're, they feel like they're lying to you because they're looking for a spot at freelance. Or two, they feel like if they say something to you, then uh, you're just going to perceive that as them lying to you. Like, I ain't fucking worried about no spots with anybody. If a promoter doesn't like me, they've probably got a pretty good valid reason. And if they do, fantastic. Like, I think I'm valuable, and the people that I care about think I'm valuable. So that matters. So long story short, gas up your fucking friends because they deserve it. Dude, and, and it's funny that you say that too because, like, I, like I've, I've, like, lost friendships because of, of people that, that are like that, that, have, that are, like, that, that have said... To other people, like, oh, like, why is he getting that opportunity? Like, 
like that's literally something I should be in, blah, blah, blah. Like people like and 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 those people will talk to somebody. And and anytime anybody talks, like shit shit gets around. Like it always does. Nothing yeah. ever stays between somebody because somebody will say something to somebody, unless it's like somebody you're super close with that like you can trust, which is hard these days. Hard to trust anybody. But like that shit got back to me and I was like, I wasn't even mad. I was just like, I was more like, damn, dude, I thought we were like I thought we were we were cool and like you say shit like that and it's like all right man well i'm not gonna like shit talk you but like i I just know we're not like cool like that anymore and it sucks and it sucks to to, to be put in that position because like for me i like i don't want to hate anybody like like i know some people like thrive off of that shit be like man fuck these people like it's all about me and or like i guess like it sucks because like in wrestling you have to be selfish in order to get ahead i think not 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 all the time but a lot of the time it's it it makes things easier and for people that 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 aren't that way that just like like i love like you know touting about my friends or just being like yo this guy's dope or like this guy should be doing this or like you know like i don't like you like the same as you i don't look at it as like oh i'm just trying to get ahead like i i'm at the point now where i'm just like i don't care man like i just want to like like people that like are going to make it like ace perry for like you said for instance Dude, he's he's fucking great. He looks great. He's uh, you know, great on the mic. Like everything about him. He's got all these tools to him right now to to become a superstar. And like me looking at that, like I wouldn't be like, man, fuck him for 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 having that great body or like, you know, being a handsome son of a bitch. Like, you know, it's just like that's that's not something that they, that he can change or that that's not his fault. Like, I mean, he he worked that way. He worked hard for that, you know? And I can't be like salty about it if I'm not, you know, in the gym every day working out as hard as he is to get those opportunities. Like I can't get mad about that, uh, but people do. <laughs> There's so many people that like. Um, it comes back to like knowing who you are. Like I learned for, from day. Like my my little brother is very competitive, and I'm very like I know what I'm really good at, mm-hmm. and what I'm not good at. And you can lift a 500 pound deadlift or whatever. I'm not going to fucking do that. And I'm not even going to try. Like, same thing. Like, Ace Perry can do a fucking springboard shooting star press. I'm not going to attempt that because I'll break my fucking neck. And even <laughs> if I do, it won't look very good. But I know what I'm really good at. And like, those people come to me for advice because they know that I'm like, you said, like you said, uh, a lot of wrestling is very selfish, but people take that the wrong way. And I think people are like, that it comes back to like, Oh, I'll shit on my friends because I think I deserve the spot. But like, it really comes down to being honest with yourself. If you want to be a forty miler guy, I respect that to no end. That's great. Just be the best fucking forty miler guy you can be, and be the best you you can be. If you want to be Chris Hero and be like world traveled, then fucking do it. You know, like who's stopping you? The opinion of somebody else. If you want to fly yourself to another country to go wrestle, that's fucking cool. And don't let anybody else's perspective of that change. Like the way you do things you can the people that are the most the people that are most successful in wrestling it's not the people that are like selfish in a way that's destructive to themselves or others it's the people that are selfish in the way that they understand exactly who they are to a t and they know how to get the most out of it dude absolutely um Let's jump. In, let's jump into some of these questions that we got from people. I I fucked up on this one. Like I usually I like to to post, uh, you know, getting questions like just fielding questions and topics from people. Like sometimes sometimes we'll get like twenty. Sometimes we'll get none. Cool. Um, and usually I like to give it a couple like a day or two beforehand. But like 
today I, I was I was supposed to record somebody else today, uh, but then it fell through. So I was just like, oh, dude, I should hit up Trip because like I know he'd be down. And this will be this is this has already been like great great content. Yeah. Um, but we got we got two questions uh, on Twitter. Uh, I got two two questions on Twitter and one off Instagram. So we'll start with the Twitter questions first. Uh, first one is from Sterling Sterling Richards, uh, freelance wrestling commentator. Uh, he's great. I love him. He's one of my best boys. Uh, he says, "Ask Trip Cassidy." Uh, oh, he says, "Ask Trip to list his gimmicks throughout his career and discuss them uh, favoritists." Oh, he's discussed them favorites or any additional nuggets or inspirations. Um, so I guess like just you've you've done a, a, a bunch of I guess diff- not not even so much as like characters but different personas so to speak uh, throughout the years. Like for well, so like. Even when I was like 16 years old, Jimmy Jacobs was like one of the things I, I took away endless amounts of information from an hour long seminar with him. And I've taken countless seminars and had countless text conversations, and everything else since then. And he's been so pivotal in helping me create a mindset about wrestling. But one of the most important things that stood out for me from day one was don't be afraid to evolve and change. And for some people, that means um chain add a catchphrase or a new cool fancy move like for me it just happens to be extremes like i have no qualms about going out there and trying something real fucking off the wall and i did for a long time until i found myself like mike quackenbush wanted me to be a cowboy and i was like all right i'm i'm not that and i don't want to be that but fuck it i'll be a cowboy. <laughs> i thought it went real well i was um i was like i was doing this like high school dropout character for a minute Cause I was like, okay, I'll try this. Like this, this suit, I didn't drop out of co- or high school, but fuck, I should have <laughs> to get the real inspiration. Was that when we, when we wrestled on that, that freelance show? Cause you came out with the backpack on. Yeah. Did, yeah. Did I remember that? I remember like, I remember you coming out with the backpack on. I was like, damn, that's actually like, that's weirdly like awesome for some reason. I like, I don't know why. Like I thought it was so cool. Like it, I mean, you could do shit with it. Right. Yeah. Um, I've, Fuck man, I don't. Um, I was I was in the league with Sue and Reed Bentley, and we were like, oh man, yeah, I was the the league of gentlemen, and like we were supposed to just be you know classy high schoolers, I guess. I don't fuck if I know, man. I've tried like everything. I really have tried everything, and uh, and it still evolves to this day. Like, like the same as anybody else, you know. Like you fucking evolve, and and you've done the same thing, like. It hasn't been like a hundred different little gimmicks, but you've evolved into what you. And now I feel like you totally get what you are. We've had this conversation recently. <laughs> Same thing, yeah. like um, people. The most recent stuff that I was doing, um, I started wearing face paint, and everybody thought it was like, "Oh, you're with the Carnies, you're a clown now." No, I've always been an artsy kid, and I painted my face for fun. And so, like when Ring of Honor was like, "You guys should really like up your gimmicks," I was like, "Okay, I'll just do this in wrestling too." which, you know, not that drastic of a jump. And uh, and then, like, it's just people are like, oh, well, you're a clown. I'm not a fucking clown. Like, I made it very straightforward. Um, <laughs> you're a imaginary friend. The, like, Eric Cannon asked me when I first started doing it. He was like, so can you do, like, more clown shit? And I was like, no, 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 you're not getting Like, the idea is I'm the personification of imagination. So I'm like, I'm like what, what I see on the inside on the outside. And he's like, oh, okay, never mind. I get it. 
and that's just evolved slowly. And now it's like, um, like I said, the, the amigo thing, the, your imaginary friend. It's just like, what is your imaginary friend? Okay, uh, I'm going to be the guy who says the things that you want to hear. End of story. Like, it may not be the right thing, but I'm going to convince you that it's the right thing because I'm your friend, right? And it's a little friends bit. Don't, friends don't lie to you. Yeah, exactly. I would never lie to you. I'm your friend. So yeah, I've I've been through a lot of shit and I've lived a thousand lives over the course of the last 10 years. God. Yeah, that it's it's funny like in 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 normal human years, 10 years is you know, 10 years is 10 years, but it's not not in in the grand scheme of things it's not a long time. But 10 years in wrestling is like 30 years. <laughs> it just feels like so much longer. Like I think about like shit from like 2010 and I'm like Fuck, man. Like, I, I barely remember that shit. Like, it feels like it was so long ago. Yeah. Uh, another question from Twitter. I'm going to, like, lean forward. I've got a dual monitor action going here, but my eyes are still shit, so i got to, like, lean in to read this shit. Uh, he says, uh, Darren Allen on Twitter, Twitter Darren, Darren Keepsakes is his handle. He asks, yo, can you ask Trip Cassie about his desire to visit the UK, and is there is there... He particular anyone he particularly wants to face. Yeah, um, I like Darren. He's he will definitely listen to this podcast. I'm sure because he's super cool. Um, obviously, I want to go to the UK. I want to go everywhere. I want to see the world. Uh, my goal when I was a teenage kid was I want to be Chris Hero. I want to I want to be the guy that wrestles in 27 different fucking countries and does it all, and I can do every style. Um, so that's the the short answer of that. But uh, as far as people, specific people, um, top of the list is Cara Noir. When he started doing the Cara Noir thing, uh, when he was just Pavo Real in Lucha Britannia, I was like, that's fucking cool. I love the movie Black Swan. It's really over the top character. It's fucking great. And like he now he's blown up beyond belief, which makes sense because he's like he's one of those guys that like gets it. Yeah. Uh, Close buddies with Damien Dunn would love to wrestle Damien Dunn or do some iteration of like Carnies versus Anti Fun Police would always be fun. Damn, that sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> uh, there's yeah, there's a ton of dudes. Like, um, it used to be like so different. Chris Brooks for selfish reasons because like I'm a wrestler, wrestler at heart, and I was trained by Billy Rock and Mike Quackenbush and Daniel Bryan and Chris Hero and all these guys. So like, I want to I want to do the wrestling. I'm still yeah, like yeah yeah. And Chris Brooks is the fucking man of that, so of course. There's a lot of guys in the UK, Ireland, England, like all, all over the place. Like I'm very into I want to know what's gonna be the next thing. And I'm sure you're exactly the same way. So like we scour the internet for all this. <laughs> yeah, dude. I feel like I've not like I that I know everyone, but I feel like I'm just like I feel like I have a decent idea as as far as like a pulse on like what's what's going on and and stuff, but but like, like, open that up too. Like, as far as like, as, as, as people you want to work with, like people in the states, people in Mexico. Like, who are some like, I guess, um, re- reasonable or re- realistic like matches that like in when wrestling hopefully comes back uh, that you could be like, hey man, I think I can actually make this match happen, or like this is a match that I think that people would be into. Yeah, there's a, there's like a hundred of them, and um, well, let's it, to, uh, what are all of them? <laughs> List yeah. them all out. It spans from the top to the bottom. Like I told people, like forever, Chris Hero is number one on the list. And now that that's more of a feasible opportunity, like that could be real. Um, okay. And then there's like, uh, there, there's like guys like that that are like top tier, like the 
the Pentagon juniors and the uh, bestia six, six, sixes and the people like that, the, the cool Lucha guys and Laredo kid and Puma King, there's guys like that. And then there's like, it even spans down to like, I, I see like, I'm a, I'm a guy that like, uh, I feel like I have a, a good understanding of like, I I'm better at seeing the potential in other people than even in myself. So like the, uh, that I saw Lee Moriarty, I was like, Lee Moriarty is the best fucking wrestler in the world. He's the next guy. Like, and I got the opportunity to wrestle him. Um, luckily, which I wish you would fucking do. And we've talked about this. <laughs> no qualms about booking myself against fucking people. I want to wrestle. And for the last year or whatever, like if I'm going to book myself, it's going to be like, I want to wrestle Frightmare for a decade. Cause when you and I were coming up, like we were, I know you and I have probably had this conversation 10 years ago where we were like, Fuck, I'm so jealous of Frightmare. He's like wrestling Cesaro and Skyda and all that shit. When we were wrestling like in front of eight people in a shitty yeah. bar. And I, <laughs> it was so cool. Like I love I'd love to wrestle like um weird off the wall dude. Like I want to wrestle Joker from CZW. I want to working. He is like a handful of booking. Super Dragon is not him. God damn, that is like my my lord and savior, Super Dragon. <laughs> My uh, the one that like that, that Twitter loves to talk about is Equinox. Like, oh, so maybe, but, maybe whenever little Jerry stops being a bitch and throws that stupid red and blue mask <laughs> and wants to pretend he's from Chile again, we'll make it dance, dude. That would be that would be awesome if that happened. I know he just wrestled uh, uh, Drew Cordero for a, the, on, on a Beyond show. Like, so hey, he did my entrance and sent yeah. it. To me. That was I saw that and I was like, okay. You guys are planting some seeds for some shit down the road. I, I'm I'm here for this. That'll be that'll be great. I love it. Um, fucking, it's so funny. Like I was talking about, like somebody at work asked me that recently too. Like we got a, like a couple new guys that started working at the shop, and they're like younger dudes. I think he's like 22, and he asked me. He's just like, oh, so like, like who's some who's some people like you want to wrestle, like or that you think that you'd want to wrestle, and I, and I was kind of like. Mm, I was like, I don't know. I was like, and it was like, it was really like, I was like, well, for one, I was like, my all-time dream match that'll never happen is is me against Terry Funk, and I'm just like, that's just who I want to. That's is, I was like, that's just who I want to be. Like one day, like I want to be, <laughs> I want to be 50 year old uh, Matt Nix doing a, uh, fucking sideways moonsaults to the outside and shit like that. You know, I think <laughs> I don't think my body's gonna hold up that long, but hey, maybe. Um, I definitely want to, I want to wrestle fucking Hornswoggle in a singles match. Like we, we've got, we've gotten to wrestle in like a tag and shit. Uh, but he's so, dude, he's so good. Like, I don't think people give him enough credit for like, cause they're like, Oh, he's, he's like a comedy wrestler or whatever. But dude, he's so like smart. I mean, he's fucking wrestled in WWE for fucking 10 plus years. Like he's worked with some of the, the best minds in the business. Like he, he understands wrestling and like putting together a match with him. The easiest fucking thing I'll, I'll ever do in my life. He's awesome. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, there's no like matches that I'm like, especially at, my, at this point, I'm like, I just want to wrestle like like character dudes, like because I want to do like character stuff or like comedy wrestling, but like also, um, just like I don't know, like wrestling, wrestling, like yeah. you, like you said, I'm a wrestler's wrestler too, and and sometimes it's fun to to bust that out again here and there. One of the ones that I, that I was thinking about just now, like um through the course of like bizarro matches i've i've been like oh i want to do this um it doesn't have it's never like anything extravagant like i'm not booking myself against john cena but like 
so like Sonico was a kid for that I'd only seen on like three two one battle, and he is didn't work anywhere outside of Seattle. He was just like, like a local kid there, and I watched one of his matches. And was like yeah, I hit him up. I was like, yo, when can I get you in Indianapolis? And so he was like blown away. Like somebody wants to book me inside of Seattle. What the fuck? And we had an <laughs> awesome. Now he's like in progress and shit. Like whoa, what happened? How did he just you blew up? How did you become the hot shit overnight? What happened? That's crazy. Well, you never know. You never know who's going to be the next person to fucking just something just clicks and and that person just becomes like the new thing. It's just, yeah. it's wild. That's what's great about wrestling. Too, too many people with status anxiety that want to rush, but man, like you never know. Well, our last question that we got here is from a young boy by the name of Nolan Edwards. He uh, he asks, how did how do you both approach balancing personas and social media away from personal life? And I think we kind of talked about that too. Where like, as for me, for me, there's no balance because like my wrestling persona is just me. But like, I don't know. Like, I just kind of I don't I don't like put a filter on like my brain. I guess when I, when it's my wrestling persona, I just kind of just talk or just I'm just I am just me. But as like a normal human, I have to like kind of like dial it back sometimes because I'll say some dumb shit that people would be like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, just stop, please." But uh, yeah. but what about you? What do you what do you think about that? I've been the same way forever. Like, I just post whatever and I I live my life out loud. But like uh, recently, as you've noticed, like I deleted all this shit. And like, um, I heard a comedian talk about how I think it was like Ben Schwartz was talking about like I only tweet jokes or retweet shit that I'm in. Because nobody cares about my personal life. And to a degree, like, they do. Like, fans are really cool and they want to, like, get to know you. But at the same time, like, you're not here. The The line he said was, like, you're here for the jokes. And to me, like, um, I have been real bad about being, like, here's my personal life out on display for everybody. And, like, at this point, I don't have enough of a personal life to talk about. And it's all gone to shit anyways. And it's terrible. So, like... I could depress you with my personal life or I could just give you like really cool shit to look at. God, that'll be, that'll be our next podcast that we do. It'll just be me and you talking about like how sad we are sometimes. <laughs> uh, for me, it's all the time. Not all the time. I'm not sad all the time, but, but for if the, I would just spill my whole life and somebody would hear it and be like, Oh, here's the trip Cassidy life story. And I'd be like, Oh shit. I this all those things. God damn. It's all out there now. Fuck. <laughs> Um, well, before we get out of here, uh, do you got anything you want to plug any, any, uh, merch stores and any, do you want to plug somebody else's shit? You can totally do that, but the floor is yours, my friend. Uh, well, the whole world is shut down, but the best thing I can say, cause I do get cool chicks out of it is, um, IWTV, watch all the Bizarro shows, watch all the freelance shows, just genuinely watch independent wrestling. But like, it does help us make money while we're just chilling out. And, uh, there isn't a shop IWTV store where I have t-shirts up for sale. There's a pro wrestling tea store that I haven't updated in five years that has some old shit on there. Um, so yeah, just buy independent wrestling things. Consume as much wrestling as humanly possible because it's really cool. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to have all the, all of our shit at the bottom there like with your Twitter handle and stuff so you don't have to plug that. Um, well, thank you so much for fucking doing this. Like I know not a lot, we don't have a lot of stuff going on, but being able to catch up like this is pretty cool yeah absolutely the more of this podcast or not the more of us talking to each other and hanging out the better like let's do more of this shit instead of texting each other once every couple months 
Oh, dude, yeah. No, absolutely. We don't even have to fucking record this shit. We just fucking Skype and hang out for a little bit. For sure. Well, it's been great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for doing it. <laughs> <laughs>